Welcome to the podcast of Trinity Church London. You're listening to a message given on a Sunday morning. If you'd like to know more about us and the life of the church, please visit trinitychurchlondon.com. I've really looked at some of the things that we've been praying for in particular, some of the things that we are asking God for, and really just drew a lot of this together to give us really a snapshot of where we are at at the moment as a church and some of the things that are on our hearts, some of the things that we're thinking about, some of the things that we are planning for and dreaming about for the future, just to bring it all into one place. So um, it's not a team talk like slapping you on the back, like let's get hyped and go for it, guys. It's more of a team talk like this is where we're at and this is where God has been with us and this is where we are right now and this is some of the things we're... Does that make sense? And uh, Hannah read this, these scriptures um, for us, which is where Jesus talks to us. The, the very last thing he says before he ascends on high, where he is right now on the right hand of the Father... And he gives us the Great Commission where he tells us that our role as Christians, he says, in crystallized form is to make disciples. That is to see people come to follow Jesus and then as they come to follow Jesus, come to grow in a knowledge of him in strength and in wisdom and in grace and in fruitfulness. And this for us is the heartbeat of the church. For us, when we started the church some five years ago now, September 2018, our goal was not simply to become a big church. That's not even up to us. That's up to Jesus. The thing that he had told us to do was to make disciples. And we have been endeavouring over these last five years to do our best to see every individual at Trinity grow in their knowledge of Jesus, believing that we are only as good as each of our walks with Christ. We are not here to build a crowd that is happy, but to see disciples who live powerful lives in the name of Jesus, who can go and bear fruit wherever they end up in London or the nations. And we are doing this imperfectly, but this is what our goal is. And over the last kind of couple of years, we've tried to crystallize and bring some definition as to what it is for us at Trinity to be a disciple of Jesus. And we've crystallized it down to five things. And I am not a big PowerPoint guy. In fact, in my five years at Trinity, I don't know if I've ever, ever produced a PowerPoint. So this is a groundbreaking historic Sunday where I actually have a PowerPoint slide for you. So if you could give me a drum roll, please. out my powerpoint some i heard someone right it's not quite trinity branding but never mind i tried my best oh dear right anyway here's five things that we want every disciple at trinity church london to be about if someone were to ask us well what do you do at trinity there are five things that we do and within these five things there are many other things so we abide in christ We build the church, we proclaim the gospel, we bless the city, and we serve the nations. 
really the church life is built on these and this for us wasn't making anything up this was us we're studying scripture we're trying to find the the priorities of the disciples that, that jesus was making and trying to follow in his footsteps and just trying to articulate them for us because sometimes just articulating them give our giving our minds a kind of a, a handle to latch on to just helps us and arrange our priorities and our thinking and so what i want to do in this team talk really is just talk through these five things share very briefly on each and how we are trying to live some of this this out to bring some reality to it if that sounds okay that all right is that all right come on it's like demop happy end of term sermon right this i've given you a powerpoint you've got to be appreciative okay thank you thank you thank you oh dear um the first thing that we're about as a church we abide in christ we're in a city that prizes efficiency and hard work and productivity you know you're a londoner right if you miss the train by like 10 seconds and you want to kick the jubilee line and in anger even though it says there's two minutes later there's exactly the same train coming right at that point you know you are well and truly a londoner because efficiency counts right every fraction matters because you're about productivity and efficiency and yet christ has this radically different way of bearing fruit in life and this is not about efficiency it's it's not about trying to get every extra margin out of life he said it's about abiding in my presence he says this in john 15 maybe one of the most important chapters on discipleship he says abide or the word is there simply remain stay stay in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me I am the vine, Jesus says, and you, Trinity Church, are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus' priority for us is when we are Christians is not to be crazy busy with him doing stuff for him but to identify that we are bound in him united in him and to stay right there in his presence and that comes through the reading of the scripture that comes through prayer that comes through gathering together in moments like this where jesus says i will be there in the midst of my brothers and sisters when you gather in my name there i will be and we choose as christians to to abide to remain to stay in christ which in london is a tough fight right anyone feel like i really want just abide and rest and be a sabbath rest with jesus christ and yet life just seems to take you on this treadmill of exhaustion and busyness but the fight that we have as a church is to abide in him and as a church we do this a, a number of ways as richard has says we pray and for us that that prayer meeting the third wednesday of every month if you've got a google calendar or probably any calendar you know stick it in your custom designed calendar third wednesday every month 7 p.m we pray together and for us this is a key moment in our life for a church because we're not a church that um, works on human strategy we haven't got a five-year plan on how we're going to see the church grow and the mission go forward our plan 
is to abide in Christ and to hear from him and to take instruction from Jesus. He is the leader of the church. And so we gather deliberately once a month together to hear from him and to see what he wants to say and how he wants to shape us and how he wants to lead us. And so we treasure that hour and a half together. So we would love you to put that in your diary, to be there so we can abide together with with Christ. We really also want to cultivate um, uh, an atmosphere of reading in the church. An atmosphere of reading. No, actual reading. Sorry, I don't know why I said an atmosphere of reading. We feel like we absorb books around here. No, we actually want to read books. And um, if you're on the WhatsApp, you will, I, I said we got... Richard actually had an idea of just why don't we like create a circulating book library that never rests, you know, so someone can take a book, read it and pass it on to someone else in the church. So we don't have that thing of like there's 100 books on someone's shelf that never gets read. Like what, what good does that do? But I have those books, the unbreakable books about the word of God. If you want to take one of these, please take it um, and then pass it on to someone in the church or give it back. We want to cultivate because as we grow in the knowledge of God, we understand who he is and what the kind of delight it is just to, to rest in him. So maybe this summer for you, this is a moment for a reset. I know for myself, I am working on some practical resets in my life and some spiritual resets in my life because I know that life has taken me on this kind of busyness thing where my heart is a little bit restless and I feel like I, I do want to know what it is to rest in God more deeply. So in the next six weeks, I'm hoping to do some resets. I would encourage you, summertime is a good time to do some resets in our abiding in Christ. Amen. Whatever works for you, go ahead and do that. The second thing that we do, back to the PowerPoint slide. Amazing. We at Trinity Church, we build the church. Jesus said, I will build the church, but he calls us to be co-laborers with him in building the church and we have each been given gifts by which we can serve the upbuilding of his church so christ builds the church he calls us to build the church and with the gifts that we have um, we, we do this together to see the, the church and by building it doesn't mean just numerically although we trust that it will but it actually means that we as disciples grow together stronger not just some of us but we all grow together stronger in the grace of God. This is what it means to see the church strengthened. And for us, we genuinely believe that Jesus started this church. He started the church universal and he started Trinity Church London through some miracles. Five years ago, we started in Victoria. Anyone there who was in Victoria days? The early, yeah. Whoop, whoop. Kira was giving a little whoop, whoop. Yeah, we used to be in Victoria. And we got moved, we got kicked out because they needed to do a refurbish. So we found this venue, we really liked it and we think it works really well for us. We're praying that we can stick around here for a little bit longer. Um, whatever that means, that's not a loaded term. We want to stick around here. Um, and uh, Jesus has been doing a wonderful thing amongst us. And now being five years old, we, we have this kind of awareness, I think. When we first started, our first year, I think, was really starting a service without any real understanding as to what God wanted to do with us. Now we're five years in, I think we have a, we can look back at some years of church life and see just a bit more of, of who we are. So some of our identity as a church, we know we're a citywide church and there was a bit of tension early on, like what are we going to be? Are we, are we fighting to be just local or are we going to be a citywide? And I think we've come to realise we're a citywide church, which has challenges and opportunities, but we have a scope to reach 
the whole city that we pray for every bar we pray for every zone we have a passion that wherever our people are that the kingdom of god will be there we also know that jesus wants us to build a deliberately multicultural church that we don't want to be a church where the, the vibe is basically it's a kind of a white english church where other nationalities and ethnic, ethnicities gather we want to be a genuine reflection of the nations in one place and in london we have a really good shot of being able to do that where everyone looks around and saying like it's not really a white church but it's not really a black church and it's not really like an asian church i'm not kind of sure what kind of church it is and we can be like yes because it's jesus's church and he is the lord of the nations amen amen we have a way to go on that but we want to deliberately cultivate that so i loved it when manish just prayed out in hindi and we want to cultivate more of this and the cultures that we have represented here are reflected in all the the different ways and um help us on that journey will you wherever you're coming from whatever background whatever ethnicity whatever class you come from help us on this journey so that people couldn't put us in a box i'd love us to be like i don't know what kind of church they are like just a jesusy church that would be a great commendation for us i think we also want to be a church that's super strong in the word of god and in the gifts of the holy spirit some churches are like all bible and all word and hands in pockets and it's like really good theology but not a smile in the house <laughs> i'm not cussing out churches today i'm just saying and there are some churches that are like happy clappy jumpy jumpy you know etc and the bible doesn't get opened very much you're like whoa where's the bible in all of this we want to be a church with the bible open and real freedom to love and serve as pete was encouraging us that we each have gifts and it's not just from the front actually when a multiplication people left and right your presence and your words your blessings means so much to other people often we're starved right of just encouragement in the workplace it's a tough environment to be we want to be a place where people leave this place and encouraged so just think consider sometimes this takes reflection right just to consider other people's lives and the good that you see in their life just speak that out just say things say what you see if you're english and watch like 80s tv the irish say what you see i can't do the accent i'm terrible at accents sorry um anyway just say what you see the good in people's lives and bless one another amen i also want to take a moment right here because it's like team talk time just to thank a few people because like every week people are serving behind the scenes and doing so much just to make church life happens this is just a snapshot i imagine this almost like the the bit of the iceberg that we can see to church life the majority of church life happens outside of this two-hour window where the kingdom of god is advancing but this really matters for us to see people serve so there are so many people to thank i mean the beacons leaders some of whom have gone out they serve our children so well and with such diligence um the pa team the av team the camera team who are here early every sunday and i want to do a particular shout out to a tony right because tony has yeah (laughs) 
Tony is a founding member and Esther of Trinity Church London and Tony serves in the background coming here early every single week and he does the YouTubing and the audio and the editing and he takes so much care to make this stuff is done and done well uh, so I just want to say thank you Tony and to all the other team um, but yeah thank you so much We have the setup team, who I think are the earliest arrivers. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, the, the ones who really need, thank you so much. The teardown team, uh, the trustees, Jess, Chris, Jackie, Pat and Charles, who serve with the trustees, the welcome team, the worship team, who I know don't just do this on a Sunday, but they're thinking, preparing behind the scenes, getting musically ready, etc. And you have just... I, I think we've been able to watch the team grow over the last year and it's just been you've served us so well and just the freedom and joy that you're bringing to the church so thank you the refreshments team who bring the caffeine hallelujah um and i've got here two two more special shout outs charles and nikki aren't here because today is their 40th wedding anniversary which is unbelievable right yeah absolutely like um I was hoping to embarrass them, but Charles said, no, we, I have to be away, taking Nikki away. So they're, they're having a, a great weekend, celebrating their 40th. But they're a real example to us. And I know for myself, uh, I would feel a lot more wobbly in my role without Charles. And uh, Charles and Nikki have just blessed us so much as a family and as a church. And Anna has been amazing in just being amongst us. And so we're very grateful for them. And the last person is Onahili, who is also not here. So we can still give her a round of applause, right? Yeah. She is not skiving. She is being trained at a Regions Beyond training weekend right now and leading worship there. And every, everywhere I go with Regions Beyond, they're like, oh, on a hilly, she's amazing. <laughs> like, I feel really blessed that she's part of our church. So it's, it's really cool. Here are some of the things that we're praying for as we think about building the church. Firstly, new leaders. We're in mid-process, really, of wanting to recognise some new elders for the church and some new deacons for the church. And so our plan, and this kind of started back last November time, where we felt Jesus talk to us about maturing as a church and really reflecting on that, I feel like we need just to encourage more and more people to take leadership and ownership in the church. And so in September, the plan is to put some new elders and some new deacons to us as a church for reflection with the tentative plan that we might lay hands on them in the autumn term, maybe November time, that kind of time. That, that, that time frame might change, but that's where we're at and we're kind of mid-prayer, mid-discussion with those things. There are many other leaders that we need to see rise up. And my hope is as we go enter into 2024 that we don't just sit back and say, well, we've got some deacons in place and let's like give them loads of stuff to do because... But actually, it's just almost catalyzes a whole new wave of others wanting to move in and take on responsibility for the sake of the church and the mission. So we're praying for new leaders. Secondly, we're praying for finances. Charles mentioned this last week, but let me just give you some context for where we're at. When we first started the church five years ago, we were given a huge financial gift to get Trinity Church London going, knowing that doing church in central London is pretty expensive 
And so we were given this gift and the, we have been basically running down this gift and the trustees have been watching this gift being run down, aware that we have a reserve policy where we don't want to go underneath this reserve policy. And essentially we have now met the reserve policy and we don't have any more fat to live off, if you know what I mean. And the funny thing is for us as a church, we, we have basically lived from the very beginning with almost exactly the same income and outgoings. They've not really changed at all. We're about three to four K in deficit almost every month. A couple of months back, we, we broke even, which were like, hallelujah. And then we went back to like a three-ish K deficit every month. The reason I say that is just so that you know that we are not living on huge surplus, but we are really believing God for breakthrough in this area. And we have grown as well. So if you're part of the church and you say, this is my home and I want to be part of this church, one of the things that we believe in is tithing and we would love you to participate in tithing. What we really want to do is break even every month because we believe we're at the... um, Sorry, just looking at the uh, wibbly-wobbly PowerPoint. Um, What we want to do is we want to start thinking about what we can do next as a church. Like, what are the initiatives and the ministries and what are the forward steps we want to take as a church? And at the moment, we just don't have the capacity to do that. There are other things I'm going to talk about in a minute that we just can't do because if we could just break even every month, which I think, and I don't know the ins and outs of the finances, but I think we could probably do then we could really start to think, okay, what do you want to do next with us, Jesus? Amen. So we're praying for finances. We're praying through prophetic words. If you were here when Steve Oliver came at the very end of the service, he spoke to us about a church north of the river, Victoria, Pimlico, Westminster Way, inviting us to help and to kind of partner together with them. We live with that prophetic word and we're praying. Like, what does that mean? We don't think there's anything to do with it, but we just pray. We're also praying for a midweek space for a church because we believe that if we could have a base at this point for team, for training, for prayer, it would actually really help in terms of enabling ministry and relationships and togetherness and a base in the city. So we're praying for that. We're also praying for a community group. I, I, I think we're going to need an extra community group, at least one more in central London and maybe another one somewhere else in the city. But... We need some more leaders who are going to take on a community group and also some more venues, some homes, some living rooms, because we want to eat food and pray and worship and make friends in community group. Amen. There are some of the things that we're praying for. We'd love you to be praying with us. That's building the church. Thirdly, we as a church, we as disciples, what do you do? We proclaim the gospel. Don't just think Billy Graham shouting through a microphone, but think you talking with a colleague, what did you do at the weekend? And just saying, I went to church and X, Y, Z happened. But it gives you an opportunity to proclaim the gospel. There are three ways that we're doing this and we'd love to encourage you in. The first is just through everyday personal evangelism. If you were with us last week, we looked at this and one of the big takeaways was just be more chatty, right? Just be more chatty. We would love you to grow in just being more chatty wherever you go and seeing what God will do in those conversations and seeing where God 
you know, what, who knows what will end up in your conversation. So just be more chatty, personal evangelism. Secondly, street evangelism. Ash has really provoked us over the last term and we've been going out regularly onto the streets to give out flyers, offer to pray, just get into conversations with people, declare that we're Christians. Is there anything you want to know about faith and religion, etc.? And just see where the conversations take us. Now, I know that street evangelism is not your thing, probably. Don't worry, it's not really my thing, but I can give you a testimony. I've been out with Ash and the team over the last, uh, last term, and I noticed something, like having been out a few times regularly, and I noticed something that actually, I was more free in chatting with people on a day-to-day -day basis, having been out on the streets a few times with Ash and the team. Because normally I am quite quiet, introverted, I've just got things I want to do, etc, etc. And oftentimes, honestly, like I, I don't want to look odd or out of place or be like, oh, as a Christian wanting to talk about the gospel. You know, I, I don't want to be that guy. But what I've experienced is going out on the streets has done my soul good. And a lot of that, like, just self-centered, wanting to stand on my own dignity has just been washed away. And it's like actually freer to chat outside of those moments on the street. It's just my testament of that. It's really helped me. So you might think, oh, that's not really my thing. I'm not sure it's anyone's thing, all right? Not anyone. But it really may be something that would catalyze something in your life. So I'd encourage you, even if you've never done it before, there's no pressure to do anything that you don't want to, but just to go out with Ash and the team in the autumn term. And the third thing is this, we are going to be running a Christianity Explored, which we're super excited, hosting in St. Andrew's Church in the autumn term. We're praying for 15 guests to be there on the Christianity Explored course. And we have booked in the diary, penciled or inked in the diary for the end of November, a baptismal service, trusting God that he will win people to his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we proclaim the gospel. We also bless the city. We, we pray for many things. And this is balanced with the last point about serving the nations. But we have a passion for London that, that desperately needs the gospel. Nine million or so people who live in the greater London area. And we're told in the scriptures that wherever we are, God has appointed us to be there. And if you live in London, God has appointed you to be in London. For some of you, we pray that God would give you a long-term vision for this city. That even when costs go high and it's inconvenient and it's exhausting and you could move elsewhere and get a bigger garden or an extra room, etc., that God would give some people here a vision to be salt in this city, to put down roots even in the inconvenience for the sake of God's glory here in this city and we're praying for that we're praying for people who would catch that heart to say i'm not here because london gives me stuff it gives me a career it gives me a good income i'm here because god's called me here and i will stubbornly stay come what may for the good and the blessing of those around me in this city and we're praying for that. We've also been praying for people to be able to buy properties. And one of the amazing things over the last year or so is to see some of that prayer be answered. I mean, there's, a, there's Elias and Albina who have been able to buy a place in Battersea, which is amazing. I could praise be to God. 
<laughs> there's many there's Ale and Bruno who I don't think have yet moved in but they have managed to buy a place in Collier's Woods there is uh, who else is there there's other people there's Gabriel yeah Gabriel and Sarah Kieran and Angina where are you you're here somewhere yeah just moving in so it's amazing praise God these are things that we celebrate and we pray that there will be many more you might be thinking right now pigs may fly like that's just not going to happen for me we thought that at one point god did miracles we believe god can do that and he wants christians who will say i am planted here come what may so we're praying for people with a long-term vision for the city we also believe in this that our work and what we do on a Monday through Friday or Saturday or Sunday or it might feel 24-7 for some of you what you do in the workplace really matters not just so that you can be a Christian there and be the light of the kingdom in that place but actually the very work itself and how you do that work really matters to God so what we're going to do in the autumn term is we're going to gather probably later in the term we're going to do a sunday seminar after church and we're going to talk we're going to encourage we're going to pray for our life in our workplaces believing that god has called us there and the passions the gifts the experiences the opportunities that you have as an individual matter and those uh, are moments that god wants to use to see his kingdom come that we are the church when we scatter in our workplace you might feel lonely in that moment but you're on the front edge of the kingdom in that place so we believe that work matters and we're going to really try and encourage that in the year to come and lastly we serve the nations if you were here at the weekend away um, we had fussy come and he really spoke to us and lifted our heads to the nations and for quite some time we've talked about wanting to see the glory of god known in london and the nations and the nation's bit has been a kind of add-on but it really felt when fussy came amongst us he gave us this energy and a kind of pathway to actually walk as a church and it's been really exciting to see some of the things that have come off the back of that weekend away a few of them are and this is not just a weekend away but ash and his plans to go to indonesia um it's been so exciting and i think just to honor you ash you've done so well in just following god patiently like as ash has waited for god's timing with regions beyond the network of churches that we're a part of god has actually been speaking to other people unbeknownst to ash and us about going to indonesia as well and there is now this little team from other nations thinking about going to indonesia some who are actually there right now just testing and sensing and praying should we move as a family and it looks like by god's grace there will be a team with regions beyond going out to indonesia to plant a church there which is so exciting right and so i'm hoping in the next we don't know the time frame but i don't know and i'm not going to put a number on it but we're going to be praying for ash and sending him out as a church as a missionary from here to indonesia which is super exciting we also have albany who i think is like just basically properly confirmed is going to be going out to dubai for at least a year to serve the church in dubai so big round of applause for albany fair to say that came off the back of the weekend away and just like talking with fussy and catalyzing a passion in your heart and so albany's going to be going out to dubai for at least a year i think is what you're 
hoping and then who knows what that's what that's going to mean on is going to be taking a team out to south africa in march next year you're going to hear about more of this like in september time um but if already you're like oh that sounds interesting. Talk to Honor Hilly. She's going to be taking a team out. They're going to be spending some time on Stephen Heather's farm, traveling to Lesotho, seeing the church there, helping blessing the church, and also receiving some mentoring and to, to discipleship and ministry, and just going on an adventure, which is going to be very exciting. So if you're like, I don't know what to do with my holidays next year, why not consider going to South Africa with a Trinity ministry team? Amen? Amen. Amen. It is exciting. Yeah, thanks, Mandy. As a team, we've, and a church, we've lived with this, this statement. Our passion, our vision, the very reason we exist in summary form is to see the glory of God known across London and the nations, which for us was articulating this desire that God is not someone who is just useful to us. And he is useful. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He is omnipotent in power. He can do things. But for us, he's way more than useful. For us, he is beautiful. He is glorious. He is captivating in and of himself through riches or poverty, through health or illness. He is enough for us. We don't come to worship him because he gives us stuff. For us, just to know Jesus Christ, the reflection of God's glory, is enough. He is sustaining. He is fulfilling. And he is at the very centre of all things. And what we really want everyone at Trinity to know and to understand is, because life will beat you up sometimes, right? You could pray for good things, and the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. But the one constant we have is the presence of Jesus Christ. And if we have him... As a church, we have everything. And that's not glib. I'm not trying to be like smarmy with that. Like we all walk through like actual difficulties, stuff that is painful. But when we have Jesus Christ, we have everything. And he is going to take us home safe. What we've tried to do with this statement is try to flesh it out. And uh, as a team, we've just tried to articulate this in written form. So I'm just going to close by reading this. I don't know, it's like 600 words or so, so I don't know how long it's going to take, a couple of minutes. But I want to read this to you because it, it really tries to articulate something of what we want to be and who we want to be and the kind of disciples we want to be. So I'm going to read this and then we're going to pray. Is that all right? Our vision for church life is not something we've mustered up in committee meetings trying to find a new angle on Christianity for the 21st century. No, we opened the Bible and believed God for what he says about the future. We live in his world and we're players in his story. And as we read the Bible, the future we see is one where the earth is filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. And that knowledge is not a vague awareness of a spiritual reality, but a personal, practical, passionate knowledge of a person, namely Jesus Christ. For in him, the fullness of deity dwells bodily. We see a world where everywhere you go, you will bump into people who are alive with the love of Jesus. We're called to London. And we see our city filled with men and women who are steeped in Jesus' presence, his love, his words and his joy, being soaked daily by his word. And even when work grinds them down, they are up, 
stubbornly putting one foot in front of the other for Jesus, meaning that wherever they go, they bear fruit. Life sprouts up around them. Whether they're in the office, at uni, traveling, or enjoying downtime, they are there wholeheartedly, and the kingdom is coming. They are devoted to his church, these disciples. These followers of Jesus stubbornly love one another, come what may. They choose to serve and to sacrifice for the mission, giving financially, not just because it's a duty, but because it's a delight to partner with God. Church for them is not just an afterthought. If they can get to a meeting, it's the passionate heartbeat of their life in London as they organise their diary so that they can get to prayer meetings, because that is where the power is. They are at work and at home, studying and at the gym, and all the while praying for an open door to share the hope they have in Jesus. They love to pass on what they are learning about him and his word. They worship him wherever they go. Sunday, it's singing, and Monday, it's working, but it's all worship to them. And Mondays being their opportunity to talk about what they did on Sunday. And the Christians we see, they love London. Even when it beats them up, even when it's expensive and it exhausts them, they choose to love the city. Some get sent to go to nations and some sense a call to stay. And they choose the expensive living and the rents over the ease of a smaller town, praying that God would move heaven and earth so they could buy a property and, be and become lifelong salt in the city. These Christians sacrifice for London, the extra bedroom, the garden, the easy life for a vast city that needs the kingdom of God. Those that leave London, they go with a dream to be part of a church just like Trinity Church London. They have a passion to go, not just for better jobs or a better lifestyle, but to spread the gospel across the nations. And they go not alone, but with the backing of a church who are praying for Almighty God to bless them and part the Red Sea for them as they break out into the next chapter of their adventure. All in all, we're about God. Not because he's useful to us. He is, and more than we realise. But we're about God because he's captured our hearts with his beauty. His glory is enough for us now. We at Trinity can take or leave the things of this world because we've tasted something better, that the Lord is good beyond measure. We don't use God to get what we want. God himself is our goal and we are here for him and all is laid down at his feet. We'd love you to join us.